0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Bill
2: Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show opens with, it's high time. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the more or less correct time. At Ida, Idaho, it's 7.32 and a half Rocky Mountain Time. At Chow, Maine, it is 9.32 and three quarters Eastern Time. At Umsky, Siberia, it's still yesterday. And at 79 for Vista, it's time we dropped in on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hey,
3: Molly, you know what time it is? No, does it matter? Well, it does to me. On account of you know what I'm going to do?
4: Deary, if I could ever foresee what you're going to do... I'd be one of those happy mediums people are always striking. What you going to do?
3: I'm going to go to bed.
4: What, at 8.30 in the evening? Yep. Don't you feel well, McGee?
3: Feel wonderful. I'll feel better after one good solid night's sleep. You know, early to bed and early to rise, and you don't need to call any red caps to carry them bags under your
0: eyes. (laughs) But my
4: goodness, McGee, for years now I've been trying to get you to go to bed earlier, and now, well, (laughs) why, I'm I'm dumb floundering. What's got into you?
3: Well, I just got to thinking of us being on the Lux Theater program next week and all. We ought to cut out this staying up late.
4: Say that's a good idea. We'll go to bed right now. Okay. It's only eight thirty, and if we get up at seven, that's a good ten hours sleep. Ten hours?
3: Wow. Why, I'll leap out of bed in the morning ready to whip my weight in 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 field mice. Be <laughs> that as it may or may not be or not. No, Now, whoever this is, watch me give him the brush off. I want to get to bed. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, little girl. What you want now? I can't take much time to dilly-dally. I want to get to bed early, I do.
5: Why?
3: Well, I just think it'll do me good, that's why. I've always been a late stare-upper, so for once I'm going to be an early-goer to better.
5: <laughs> well, personally, mister, I'm going to take a nap in the afternooner.
3: Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, too. Builds up your resistance. And you got to have a lot of resistance to go through a winter, you know.
5: Well, gee, Mr. McGee, when will summer be here? When will it? I want to use my new roller skate.
3: <laughs> well, you can't rush these things, sis. We can't have summer until the pixies get their reservoirs all filled up. Hmm? You mean to stand there with your little nose between your eyes and tell me you ain't heard about the pixies?
5: <laughs> I haven't, I bet you.
3: <laughs> well? Think you're old enough to know about these things, sis.
4: Now be careful, McGee.
3: You see, when the snow melts, it soaks into the ground, and the pixies gather it all up into a big reservoir way down deep under the earth. Um. Then, when summer comes, the pixies fill their little squirt guns full of water out of the reservoir and squirt it onto the roots of the flowers and plants so they'll grow, you see. And we can't have summer till they gather enough water.
0: Um. <laughs>
3: Look at that little face light up, Molly. Well, sis, does that answer your question?
5: Sure it does, I bet you. But what about the equinox?
3: (laughs) The equinox? What are they?
5: Well... The equinox is an astronomical term to denote those periods of the year which usher in the spring and fall season. Yeah, but what I was An thought... equinox is when the sun's center crosses the equator huh? and is either of two points where the celestial equator intersects the ecliptic. Yeah, but what? And if that's too, if that's too tough for you, you can go back to the pixies. <laughs>
3: You hear that, Molly? That kid has got a great IQ, hasn't he?
4: What's an IQ?
3: An infuriating quality.
4: <laughs>
3: speaking of infuriating quality, that reminds us, Uncle Dennis, in yet?
4: <laughs> oh, he's been in all evening, dearie. Huh? Why, you can hear him in the other room. Listen. <laughs> Is that
3: Uncle Dennis? Yes. Yeah. What's he doing?
4: Taking a cat nap. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on and turn out the lights. You got the alarm clock?
3: Yeah, is this the correct time? 9.22?
4: Yes, it is. And we've lost a half an hour's sleep already, McGee. Oh, we better hurry. And don't forget now...
3: What is this, a conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Looks like the Sandman is going to be left holding the bag tonight. Come in. Whew. Well, how do you do, Miss McGee and oh. Miss McGee? Hi, Huffy. Uh, will you help me? Help? Don't tell me you've lost that diamond necklace again, Abigail.
3: Yes. Have you looked under all your chins, Uppy? <laughs> Please,
4: Miss McGee. It's my automobile. Well, it
3: couldn't be under your chin.
4: <laughs> It broke down right in front of your house. Sir. Oh, well, I'm sure McGee will be glad to run out and get it started for you, won't you, dearie? Oh, Dad, rather I don't want to do that. We were going to go to bed Oh, or... never mind, Miss McGee. Perhaps I should get someone who thoroughly understands what they're
0: doing. Hey, wait
3: a minute, Uppy. Who says I don't understand automobiles? Why, I was an expert mechanic when General Motors was a corporal. <laughs>
0: Miss Why, half
3: the developments in the modern motor are my inventions, Uppy. Oh, indeed.
4: Well, if you were the one who invented the automobile radio that goes dead while passing under a viaduct, congratulations, it's very
0: restful. <laughs>
3: that wasn't mine, but I spent four years as chief mechanic at the Biggs Body Works.
0: Yes, he did.
3: You should have seen the laboratory and workshop old man Biggs gave me just to tinker around in. Big Stinker McGee I was known as. (laughs) Tinker McGee, the brawny and brainy Bonaparte of benzene buggy blacksmiths, busy as a beaver, bright as a beacon, at bolt and bumper brackets on bus bodies, boosted as the best boss in the business at boring bronze bearings and bolt boilers, bringing back the bacon as the boss of the brake band bumblebee of the brace and bit and big bullfrog of the brass bicycle bell bongers, a breezy brilliant bozo for budding boys to copy, but excuse me while I go to work on Uppington's job. <laughs> It's it's 1.30. Aren't you ready for bed, yet? Oh, I'm still trying to get the grease off my hands that I got off of Uppy's, Uppy's car. Oh, dear. It's a fine state of how do you do. Here I try to go to bed early and what happens? I spend three hours out there fixing a car at 15 above zero. Did you find the trouble? Yes, finally. No gasoline. <laughs> Hand me my bathrobe, will you, Molly? Here you are, dear. Thanks. You ready for bed?
4: Well, I will be as soon as I finish brushing my hair. Ninety-four, ninety-five, ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, one hundred.
3: There. <laughs> what well, have you got any hair left on your head? <laughs> well, you slap away at it with that brush every night.
4: <laughs> Why, that makes it grow more.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Why, certainly. Your father used to use a hairbrush on you, didn't he? Yeah. And look how you developed. <laughs>
3: Okay, okay, never mind. Well, just as soon as I get... McGee, huh?
4: what's that? Oh. Sounded like a prowler on the front porch. Oh. Go see who it is. Don't wait, I'll go with you.
3: Well, all right. Well, what's this? Probably just a cat.
0: I hope. Come on. Say,
4: if that's a cat, McGee, somebody's taught him how to use a flashlight and a bunch of keys.
3: <laughs> Must be a hep cat. Uh... Now, be quiet, Molly, and I'll catch this guy red-headed. Red-handed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: One, two, three.
0: Ah,
4: I caught you in the act, didn't I, bud? Now, suppose you... Why, me, it's Mr. Boomer.
1: Ah, good evening, my dear. Uh-huh. A nasty nocturnal nip up to you, nutpick. <laughs> What you
3: doing on our front porch at this time of night, Boomer?
1: Just checking up to see that your front door was locked. Sleepy, slappy, and sloppy.
4: <laughs>
1: checking all the front doors in the neighborhood. Yes, yes. A
4: likely story, Mr. Boomer. We already have a night watchman in this neighborhood. Of
1: course you have, my dear. And I'm helping him out tonight, after he met with an accident. Oh. Accident? What accident? Seems he bumped himself on a pair of brass knuckles.
3: <laughs>
1: I would have run to his rescue, but I was several inches away at the time. Hmm, very regrettable. Yes, indeed.
4: Say, Mr. Boomer, you can find more ways of getting into people's house than a cold draft.
1: You wrong me, my dear. I'm a phony uh, phony Friday night watchman. (laughs) Let me show you my star. Now, what did I do with that star?
0: Where is it? Star,
1: star. Here's a large dental mirror for looking gift horses in the mouth. (laughs) Dress shirt badly scorched when my laundress walked out on me. Yes, yes. She decided to strike while the iron was hot. (laughs)
0: Here's
1: a postcard from Sheila the shoplifter says she took a Greyhound bus to Chicago, but they made her bring it back. (laughs) Here's a photograph of Badger Game Bessie in a bathing suit. You ought to see her dive in Toledo. (laughs) Ah, what's this? Oh, yes. Payment for a ball player I sold to the Cincinnati Reds. See? A check for a short star. Uh (laughs) Well, well, imagine that. No star. How did I happen to miss that? He must have had it pinned inside his vest. The double crosser. Well, good night, my dear, and to you, Burp (laughs) Tworth.
3: Sorry, eh, Molly, but a guy like Boomer, who don't know a note of music, is going to wind up someday as a conductor. Musical? No, electrical. Now, <laughs> oh, come on, let's get to bed. What time is it?
4: Well, it's almost two o'clock. Wow. And we started to go to bed at
3: eight uh, thirty. Uh, well, maybe we couldn't have got to sleep that easily early. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sure sleep now. I'm so sleepy. Heavenly uh, days now. That's the dead reddish. Can't we have a moment's peace in our own house? Of all the. Of... Oh
4: my. Yes, I better answer that we'll never get a night's sleep. 79, Molly McGee, Wistful Vista speakings? I mean...
2: Well, hello, Molly. This is Harlow Wilcox. Sorry to disturb you, folks, but can you tell me how to spell indispensable?
4: McGee, Mr. Wilcox wants to know how to spell indispensable. Give me that
3: phone. See how dramatic I did that? I'm practicing up for Lux next week. <laughs> Oh, Wilcox, what's the idea of waking us up in the middle of the night? Oh, now, wait a minute, Fibber.
2: I have to get a sales letter in the mail first thing tomorrow, and I can't spell indispensable because you borrowed my dictionary and never returned it. Look it up for me, will you, pal? Indispensable. Indis-what? Indispensable.
3: Oh, indispensable. Well, that's spelled I-N-D-E-C-P-T-U... Oh, it just... Why don't you use the word necessary? Necessary. Say,
2: great idea. Necessary it is. Now, uh, see. That's with two C's and one S, isn't it?
3: No, I think it's with one C and two S's. Hey, Molly, how do you spell necessary? Give me that phone.
0: <laughs>
4: Hello, Mr. Wilcox. What did you want to know?
3: Is
2: necessary with one S and two C's?
4: Is what necessary with one S and two C's?
0: <laughs>
2: Look, Molly.
4: Why don't you say indispensable? That's the word I want. Thanks,
2: beautiful. Indispensable. The very thing. Hey, how do you spell indispensable?
4: Wait a minute. Hey, McGee, how do you spell indispensable? I don't know. Well, look it up. Well, what in? It's Mr. Wilcox's Dictionary.
3: Okay, but you'll have to wait till I get it. Where is it? It's right here in the hall clock. Got to straighten out that closet one of these days. In the...
4: Can we get after four o'clock and you haven't had a wink of sleep?
3: Well, I had to throw all that stuff back in that hall closet, didn't I? I'll be ready as soon as I've washed my
4: teeth.
3: Oh, what was that? I knocked a couple of bottles off the medicine shelf. I'm so sleepy, I don't know what I'm doing.
4: Well, I'll clean it up in the morning, dearie. In the meantime, don't step in any broken glass.
3: I already did.
4: What? Oh, dear, let me see. No, it's I have... all
3: right, it's all right. I stepped in some iodine, too. <laughs> night. Tomorrow night, I'm going to put a smallpox sign on the door and start going to bed at five o'clock. I'll move over, Molly. Here I come. And believe me... Oh! Oh! That rabbit! Who put that cedar chest there?
4: You did, six years ago.
3: (laughs) I must be off the beam. (laughs) Boy, it's cold in here. we got enough blankets on that bed?
4: Plenty, but get in now before you catch cold. Okay.
3: Ah, hot dog, <sighs> headlights. I'm so tired, I could... McGee.
4: Huh? You forgot to turn the light off in the bathroom.
3: Hey, I'll flip you a coin to see who gets up and turns it off.
4: All right, you got a coin?
3: Well, I got one right here in my pants pocket. Oh, it's over there on the chair. Wait a minute. Okay, Molly, I got a two-bit piece here. You call heads or tails? Say,
4: as long as you're up, why don't you turn off the light? <laughs>
3: oh, I never thought of that. Okay. Oh, my. Ah, boy, does this bed feel good. <sighs>
0: now, good night, Molly.
3: Good night, dearie. Molly. Yes? There's a fire someplace. You want to go to a fire? No. Me either. At my age, I ain't going to chase any more fires.
4: No, or anything else. Uh, never mind. Good night. Good night. Enough room, dearie?
3: Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Oh, gee! It's killer sleep. That's dirty. I'll teach him to ruin a guy's sleep. Where's my slippers? Oh, here they are. That thoughtless, selfish, unthinkable and soul can't ruin my night. Oh, I wish that cedar chest had quit crawling around the floor and stay in one place. Oh, McGee! <laughs> Dad's Brad at sleep. What's the idea of beating our door in at this hour of the night? Look. You ought to be ashamed. A guy your age, out hooting all night. Why, if you had an ounce of decency... Oh, uh, wait a minute, McGee. No. I just wanted to ask you for the keys to your car. Oh, that's all, eh? Hey, Molly. Yes? You know what this big baboon has got the unirrigated gall to ask me?
0: <laughs> he
3: wants the keys to our car. Gildersleeve, you've got more brass than the Marine Band. <laughs> I got a good notion to pop you on right on top of no, you. Now, look here, McGee. I was just trying to do you a favor. A fine favor. Waking me up at this hour of the night. I just woke up myself. Huh? I woke up and happened to look out the window, and there was your car standing outside. Oh. I knew you'd forgotten to put it in the garage, and I was afraid it would freeze up. Oh. So I was going to put it away for you. <laughs> <laughs> Gildian. Well, gee, that was a pretty nice I mean, well, that, that's pretty white of you I'm white, all right, chum I'm frostbitten <laughs> now you, Give me your keys and go on back to bed Here, ha-ha, I'm sorry I, I popped off at you You're, you're really a great guy Oh <laughs> You don't mean that, McGee Yes, I do, Gil You're, you're the best friend I ever had Really, little chum? You betcha. Why, there ain't anything you could ask me to do that I wouldn't do for you, my buddy. Uh, Just ask me. That's all. Just ask me. All right. I will, McGee. Mm -hmm. Take these keys and put that jalopy away yourself. (laughs) Good night, uh, buddy. Why, that mealy mouth
0: double-crossing... come to bed
4: before you catch
3: cold. Okay, I'm coming. You know what Gildersleeve just done? He wanted to... Oh!
4: That rat that cedar chest. Oh, get in bed and calm yourself, McGee. Uh, Remember the old saying, late to bed and late to get up, and you'll feel all day like a poison
3: pup. <laughs> At last. Boy, can I sleep now. Ah, uh, I'm so tired, I
4: Four o'clock, and we were going to bed at 8.30. Yeah. Oh, well. Good night, McGee. Good night. <sighs> McGee, somebody at the door.
3: Yeah. Let's keep quiet. Maybe they'll go away.
4: I've got a better idea. Bring them in and let us go away. <laughs>
3: oh, all right, I'm coming. Did you kick that cedar test again? Oh, no, but I thought I was gonna. <laughs> Hello there,
1: Johnny. Telegram for you. Sign here.
3: What's the idea of bringing this so early in the morning, old-timer?
4: You mean you kids ain't up yet, Johnny? What you gonna do? Sleep all the forenoon?
3: <laughs> Why,
4: you old... You ought
1: to get to bed earlier. Now, you're just a grown boy and you need your sleep. Don't forget... Our hour's sleep before midnight is worth that more. Glad I
3: know that. I started to go to bed at eight thirty, and if it hadn't been for a bunch of jugheads like you hammering at my door all night, I'd have been Easy in bed.
1: Easy to... there, Johnny. Easy. Don't take that tone of voice with me. I'm sensitive. <laughs>
3: You're sensitive, all right. Like a violet. <laughs> and confidentially, you shrink.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't
4: the way I heard it.
0: <laughs> the way I heard it. I don't
4: care how
3: you heard it. Good night. Ah, that takes care of that old fossil.
4: <laughs> what was it, dearie?
3: Ah, it's a telegram. Who from? I don't know. I ain't opened it yet. Wait till I get back in bed. Oh, I'm cool. <sighs> Why? Well, I'll be here. A... What is it? Why, it's from our sponsor. What's he say? He says, Dear Fibber and Molly, your last two or three shows have sounded very tired. Why don't you try getting a good night's sleep?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, Piggy, what do you doing? I'm kicking that cedar chest. <laughs>
2: We'll be back in
3: just a moment. <laughs> hey, Molly.
0: Yes,
3: it must be morning. Uh, I just heard a rooster crowing.
4: That wasn't a real rooster. It
3: wasn't? No. What was it?
4: This has been such a wonderful evening. Pathy News is making a picture of it. Good
0: Good night. Good night, dog.